Merry Christmas to all of you. God is good. We had an amazing season. And uh, the season is not yet over. God is with us. Amen. Um, I want to appreciate everyone who came for Natalus. And uh, those of you who took the extra effort to bring somebody along. What a blessed time. Just enjoying God, enjoying His presence. Man, together. Did you enjoy Natalus? Man. We also got to hear some good testimonies about how the Lord was touching uh, some of those newcomers. And they, were, they were touched and they were blessed. Amen. God is good all the time. God is good. Amen. Father, we pray that you'll speak to us, Lord, the little time that we consider your word this morning. We pray you'll open up our understanding. You'll open up our, our wisdom. To receive from you this morning. Help us Lord to receive. Speak to us. Have your way in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay let's go back to Matthew chapter 2. We were looking at the account of nativity. And we were specifically looking at the Magi from the east. How they came all the way from the east. Wherever they came from. Maybe from India. Maybe from China. Maybe from the Gulf. The Persian region, we don't know from where exactly they came, but there are several traditions and there are several theories and, uh, you know, uh, stories behind all that. Let's not look there, but let's look at what the Bible says, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1 onwards. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born, king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to... Say it together. Have come to... Say come to... We have come to... Say we have come to worship him. One more time. We have come to worship him. One more time. That's what they were saying. They announced this as they entered the town, as they entered the regions uh, of Herod the king. This is, what, this is what they announced. We've come to worship him. We've come to worship him. We were looking at that last week and the majesty of that line, that we have come to worship Jesus. We have come to worship Jesus. I want you to know there is an aura, there is a, there's a glow, there is a halo. If you can imagine, there's a, there's a glory. There's, there's a light, it's a light. Amen. There's a, there's a heavenly light over those who are come to worship Jesus. You're always in the limelight. You, you, you create the buzz in the town. They created buzz in the town, by the way. They entered the town. They were the talk of the town. Everyone paid attention. Who are these guys? We have come to worship Jesus. Are you with me? What's your identity? We have come to worship Jesus. We have come to worship Jesus. Amen. Your, your passion to worship, your interest to worship, your drive to worship will create buzz in town. We have come to worship Him. It will create ripples in court time. I'm talking about you. Do you know that you, are, you being a worshipper is not just confined, that the, the, the effect of that is not just confined to the four walls of your home. It will create a ripple. It will create an impact. It'll cause the foundations of hell to shake. Amen. Amen. You will be the talk of the town. 
Now yesterday we were prophesied over by the way. We went to minister, we went to give and we were ministered over. Man God has his ways and before we we got into uh, you know to sing to to perform we were sitting in the prayer room we were just praying just 5 minutes before the the show we were just praying and the Lord told me and I told the band I said we have come to sing but the Lord has just told me that he's going to do something more than just that and exactly that's what happened and God prophesied over us man and one of the things that were prophesied is media will come in search of what's going to happen here man i believe that i know that is going to happen man five of you are excited you are <laughs> i don't care whether you are excited or not i am excited because i am the one who's been called by god to do this man if you want to join the the movement the adventure come along amen let's enjoy god together man we're talking about revival happening being the talk of the town just some people some strangers random strangers from from the east they come to jerusalem and they're saying we've come to worship jesus the whole town is talking about them now the news reached the ear the ears of herod the self proclaimed king of the jews or the the government approved king of the jews so i was i was considering this the king said the king of the jews so there's a there's a real king of the jews and there's a pseudo king of the jews are you getting the picture here there's a real king of the jews and there's a pseudo king of the jews jesus is the real king of the jews amen, amen. and this people who have come from the east have come to worship the real king of the jews and and this guy herod is a pseudo king of the jews he is not the real guy he thinks he is but he knows he is not i with me he thinks he is he hopes that he can be but he knows that he is not that's why he was he was he was shaken he was troubled because some people have come seeing a a sign in the sky a star in the heaven in the skies they come to worship the newborn king of the jews he was troubled and all of israel with him they were all troubled the real king of the jews what was happening to the real king of the jews when this was all going on the real king of the jews was sleeping like a baby are you getting the picture here amen the real king of the jews was sleeping like a calm and composed the the town was all like you know in 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 the in like what called what's called unrest yeah hubbub who is sleeping jesus is sleeping the real king of the jews is sleeping sleeping safe in his mother's bosom just think about it whereas the pseudo king of the jews is insecure unsettled troubled perplexed see that's the difference i getting this the difference is this if you're real okay if you're if you're really called by god you're composed you are you are calm man you nothing can unsettle you nothing can shake you man If you have a word from God if God has really spoken to you say real real if you have the real word of God in you nothing can shake you you will sleep like a child you will have rest from every side whereas the self proclaimed king of the jews he was troubled he was calling his uh, scribes and the chief priests they he called all of them and said inquire find out you search the scriptures and tell me where is this guy born 
Let's keep reading. Where is he who has been born, the king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet. I love this. You know, one of the things that stands up, especially in the account of Matthew is, when he talks about, when he writes the account of nativity or Christmas, he keeps referring back to the Old Testament, man, to the scriptures, to the prophets. Because he's a Jew, by the way, yeah, and this was primarily written for a Jewish audience. So he had that perspective. So he wanted the Jews to understand. It has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. When you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. Again, there are two different sets of people in the scene now. One is the true worshippers, the true worshippers, the Magi, the true worshippers. And then there's a fake worshipper by the name Herod. Are you getting this? The true, the real worshippers are the Magi. They come from the, from, the, from the east to worship him. Amen? And now we have this character by the name Herod and he's saying we also want to worship him. Was it true? No, it's a fake. You can fake worship. It is possible to fake worship. It, it, it is possible to speak a language which resembles worship and be far from worship. That's the danger of these things. That's why we must always be... That's why, see, the Bible talks about truth in the innermost beings. Truth. Now, that's why we must be very careful when we are standing before God in worship, singing a song. We must be in every word, every line. Take the effort, the extra effort to be involved. See, be to be there, to be there. Amen. Because some of those songs that we sing in church, we would have, we would have sung it over and over. I don't know the number of times we have sung. For, for example, uh, these carols that we sing, we've lost count of the times I've sung some of those songs. I've been singing those songs from my childhood. Oh, come all ye faithful, hark the herald, uh, God rest ye merry, gentlemen, uh, angels we have heard on high. Joy to the world, silent night, all those songs. We, we've been singing it from my, I've been singing it from my childhood. So we can, it is possible to be disconnected. Say disconnected. Disconnected from these songs. Disconnected from what we say and fake our worship. Say dangerous, say dangerous. And I, I'll tell you the difference, the contrast between the real worshippers and the, the pseudo-worshipper or the fake worshipper. The real worshippers came from afar to draw near. They came from far to draw near. Whereas this fake worshipper was very near, but he was far. He was very close to where Jesus was. It was in fact, Jesus was born in his terrain, his territory. But his, his heart was far from Jesus. Spiritually, he was far from Jesus. He pretended to be a worshipper. He said, I also want to go and worship. When you pretend to be a worshipper, you must understand your heart is far from worship. You may be near in terms of physical proximity, 
but you are far in terms of spiritual proximity. The real worshippers, they came following a sign. They were alert to a sign. Say sign. We talked about it last week. Sign. A star in the sky. They, I mean, how can, how can somebody just see a star in the sky and be inspired to worship? It is possible. You must, you must do it. You must be there. That's the portion of true worshippers. Hello. True worshippers can be inspired by, to worship by anything. You can look at a, a baby in a mother's bosom and you can go, praise God. Why? Everything, anything inspires worship. It's a sign from heaven to inspire worship. God can use anything in creation to inspire worship. If you're alert, God can use anything to inspire worship in a true worshiper. Whereas Herod, the fake worshiper, he missed all the signs. He never saw the star. He never saw the star. He was in the land where he was born, where, where, where the, king, the real king of the Jews, he was born. But Herod missed the sign. Not alert. You can be in the place where God is doing something and you can miss it out if you're not alert to it. Hello. I hope you're getting this. You must stay alert. Say alert. Spiritually alert. Amen. Don't miss out the signs from heaven. The heavenly signs. That's right. Heavens, oh beautifully put. Heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Say glory of the Lord. Heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The, the real worshippers came prepared to worship. They were so prepared. Say prepared. They were prepared to worship. They, they did not just, you know, came... They don't, sorry, they did not just come dragging their feet, uh, you know, empty-handed and, okay, let's see, let's go to Jerusalem and find out if there is something. If some shops are open, we'll, we'll get, get some gifts. We do that, you No, know? sometimes we are, we are in a hurry to go somewhere to meet somebody. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Once we reach there, we'll see. Some shop is open. We'll find out something. We'll quickly grab something and... But they came prepared from far distance. They took the pains... They came in like caravans. I mean, that's how they came. Lo say loaded. Loaded. In today's language, they would be coming in trailers. They will be driving in trailers. They came prepared to worship. Whereas a pseudo-worshipper, Herod, he was troubled he was reluctant. He was not prepared to worship. He was troubled. He was reluctant. He was unprepared. Are you getting something? The real worshippers came seeking to worship. The pseudo-worshipper, the fake worshipper, sought Jesus not to worship but to destroy. Are you getting this? The real worshipper came seeking to bow down at his feet. Amen. And give tribute, to give homage. Whereas this fake worshipper Herod, this fake worshipper Herod, he was seeking Jesus. Yes, he was. But his, he was seeking to destroy Jesus. To kill Jesus. And he feigned worship. Say feigned. Yeah, he was feigning worship. It was a pretense. 
Do you know that Herod was lying when he said, bring word back to me that I too may go and worship him. He was lying about worship. He was lying about worship. So it is possible to lie about worship. Am I getting something here? It is possible to talk the language of worship and be lying in the eyes of God. That was what Herod was doing. Herod was lying about worship. Blatant lies. Bring word back to me that I too may come and worship. The language of worship, but heart was far. What was the intention? To kill. Say kill. You can draw near with the language of worship with a different intention. Check your heart. Tell your neighbor, check your heart. Check your heart. Yes, check your heart. Check what's going on in your heart. When you draw near, check what's going on in your heart. God sees your heart. God sees your heart. Let's keep reading. Verse 9. And having heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. What? One star can create such an effect on a person. They saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. The Bible is not saying they were happy to see the star. That's not the language here. Are you getting something here? That's not the language. The Bible is not saying they were happy to see the star again. No. The Bible says they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That's so much of emphasis, adjectives to that joy. Say joy. Say joy. One more time. Say joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Why? Why? Why did they rejoice exceedingly with great joy? Why? Think about it. Why? Why did they rejoice exceedingly with great joy? Because this star, they know that this star, which they could see again in the sky, can lead them to the place of worship. It can lead them to worship. That's why they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Look at the preparation of this people. See, worship itself is a joy. But for them, the, even the, what inspires worship is a joy for them. Are you getting something here? The star is just a pointer. Say pointer. The, the star is just a sign. A heavenly sign. A true worshiper will rejoice at the mere thought of offering worship. Oh, today is Sunday morning. You get up in the morning like that. I mean, do you get up in the morning like that? Oh, today is Sunday morning. Is that how you get up? Tomorrow is Sunday. I can't sleep late. I, I don't want to. I know that it's driving something very close to you. I can, I can read your expressions. How does he know all this? I overheard uh, Raishan and Jenimama, by the way, they came uh, you know, for the concert yesterday. I overheard them speak yesterday about tomorrow, 7.30 service. <laughs> then I, I just wanted to console them. I said, breakfast. 
But I mean, does does it? Now, breakfast can be a sign, by the way. <laughs> Rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Now, whatever leads you to worship, whatever leads you to worship, it can be an alarm in the morning, which wakes you up. I'm telling you, the alarm that that woke you up today, or the phone call that woke you up today, is a sign from heaven. Today, you can draw near to worship. Glory, hallelujah! You should have rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. The star prepared the magi for worship. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Huh, I was thinking about the star. I got stuck there. I was reading about. The, I was reading this passage yesterday, and I, I got stuck there. The star caused somebody to rejoice exceedingly with great joy. I mean, a star. Star is not even a living being. It's not even. It's not even a living being. Do you know that it's not a living being? Yeah. A non-living creature, a non-living being, non-living being, yes, non-living being. That sounds very weird. Yeah, a non-living thing. Okay, thank you. A non-living thing can cause a living creature to rejoice exceedingly with great joy. How much more you, a living creature, can cause somebody else to rejoice exceedingly with great joy? No, I want to encourage you. Be a star in somebody's life. Be a star in somebody's life. You're not getting this. Be a star in somebody's life. Be a star in somebody's life, which points to Jesus. Be a star. You want to be a star. How many of you want to be a star? I remember when I was young, when I was in school, I used to have this. I want to be a rock star. One day I'm going to be a rock star. Then I realized there is no greater stardom than being a servant of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So you want to be a star? Oh, you're not getting this. You want to be a star? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the secret of stardom. You want to be a star? Point others to Jesus Christ. Lead people into worship. Hello. You should get this. You want to be a star, my son? Point people to Jesus. You want to be a star, little girl? Point people to Jesus. You want to be a star, Karen? Point people to Jesus. Yeah, Caleb. Point people to Jesus. Let people know about Jesus. Talk to them about Jesus. You are a rock star for Jesus. Yes. Somebody say Amen. amen. Hello. Now don't don't fill your children with the wrong notion of stardom. You show them all these celebrities and say, she's a star. Really? Okay, I want to be like him. Wrong information. Garbage in, garbage out. Who's a star? That's right. Jesus Christ is a star and all who serve him are stars. Amen. Eternal stars. The Bible talks about that in Daniel chapter 12. Amen. Stars for all of eternity. Everlasting stars. You want to be a star? Say yes. I want to be a star for Jesus. I want to be a star for Jesus. Kids are getting it. Be like little children. Be a star for Jesus. Be a star for Jesus. Make people exceedingly glad. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Rejoice greatly with exceeding joy. That's what you can do. You can be a star in somebody's life. Cause them to rejoice exceedingly with great joy.
There's no ordinary temporal stardom. This is the kind of stardom which no other profession, vocation, skill or ability can give. Causing people to rejoice exceedingly with great joy. Man, all the stars in this world can give momentary joy. Not even joy, momentary... Yeah, momentary, momentary high, momentary high, only leading you to a greater low, by the way. Do you know that all the stars of this earth, the superstars of this earth, mega superstars of this earth, all of them can only give momentary joy, momentary high, which will only take you lower, which will only take people lower than where they were. But you can be a star which will cause people to rejoice exceedingly with great joy because you can show them Jesus. You can lead them into the presence of God. You can tell them about worship, worshiping the one true living God. You can be a star on any given day. You can be a star today. You can be a star today. You know, some of us dream of becoming a star some, somewhere in the future. I wish... I wish I can be a sports star. I wish I can be a rock star. I wish I can be a whatever star. But you know, you can be a star today. You can go to school and be a star in school. Not by doing all the wrong things. But doing the right thing. By proclaiming Christ. By the way, I appreciate all the Revelation kids. They gave Christmas cards, Christmas messages to their friends. Yeah. You all did, right? Did you do? Yeah? You didn't do? No, I'm talking about the smaller kids who got it. You must send it out. Get the address. Get the address. Ask mama to send messages and get the address. Send it out. Yeah? Praise God. Are you, are you, are you excited about what God is doing through them? Man, I'm telling you, the Lord will do things beyond our comprehension. Man. Even yesterday we received that word. We were ministering to very, we had so many young kids, like, you know, small school kids. This word given to them, uh, that the Lord will use them in ways we cannot even imagine. And I believe that's something that we're going to see, even in this church. Amen. Hallelujah. That's, ah, that's the scripture. Can you just read it out for me? Uh, Daniel 12? Yeah. 12, 2. Is it 2? 3. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. Like the stars forever and ever. Not for a few years. Not for a couple of decades. But stars forever and ever. Amen. Ever. Say ever. ever. And ever. ever. And ever. And ever. You're a star forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. If you lead many to righteousness. Hello. Let's keep reading. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Not cheap stuff. Say, not cheap stuff. I like the fact that it says they opened their treasures. It does not say they, they just gave them some gold. No. Opened their treasures. So they came with the treasures. What do you open in worship before God? 
what do you open your in worship before god what did you open today did you open your treasure before god was it the best you gave to god this morning was it the most precious that you gave to god this morning did you give god full attention did you go give god full energy all of your strength all of everything that you have they opened their treasure some of us are opening our waste basket i'm telling you that's how we approach worship hard reality but that's 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 the truth we take worship so lightly they opened the treasure and brought out gold and frankincense and myrrh what do we bring out what do we bring out the treasures of your heart do you have treasures in your heart or is it corrupted do you have treasures in your heart i want i want i want you to be delivered from stinginess in worship do not be stingy in worship do not be stingy do not be stingy do not be self conscious do not be sophisticated do not be limited in worship always push yourself push yourself to worship give yourself to worship more say more and they presented gold say gold gold represents royalty what does frankincense represent say frankincense it it represents worship or divinity and myrrh you would have heard this before gold is royalty frankincense is divinity and myrrh is humanity is used to embalm dead bodies so it's it's amazing the the gifts were prophetic talking about jesus who is divine who is royal and is human i getting this gold royalty king of the jews frankincense god himself worship man and myrrh talking about the death he's going to die he came as a man hallelujah your 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 gift unto god your giving unto god your worship unto god must be prophetic it must be led by the spirit it must be prophetic it must say uh, it must have a revelation in it your your giving must have a revelation in it they were divinely warned the bible says divinely warned. let's keep reading that and having been warned by god in a dream not to return to herod they departed for their own country by another way so warned in a dream so look at the number of dreams okay they joseph the previous chapter joseph saw a dream and said don't leave mary take her take her to be your wife she is pregnant of the holy spirit take her to be your wife and then here we see again the the magi being warned in, uh, by god in a dream verse 13 now when they had departed behold an angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream a third dream saying arise and take the child and his mother and flee to egypt and remain there until i tell you for herod is going to search for the child to destroy him so three dreams and he arose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to egypt and was there until the death of herod that was spoken by so that that what was spoken by 
of the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt did I call my son. Then when Herod saw that the, he has been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all of its en environs from two years old and under, according to the time which he had ascertained from the Magi. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A, we a voice was heard in Rama, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be com comforted because they were no more. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream, a fourth dream, to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he arose and took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. And when he heard that Archelaus Arche was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there and being warned by God in a dream. And we all call Joseph of the Old Testament a dreamer. Who is this guy? And being warned by God in a dream, he departed from the regions of Galilee and came and resided in a city called Nazareth that what was spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. Man, God can speak to you. He can give you signs from heaven. He can speak to you through dreams. Cherish your dreams. You want your dreams to be clear? Start cherishing your dreams. You want God to make sense of your dreams? If you start taking your dreams more seriously, God will speak to you more seriously. Simple as that. You start taking your dreams more seriously. Now you must have a partner when it comes to your, you know, your dreams. So that you can, somebody can keep you accountable for that. You, your dream just, you know, just keep, don't just keep it to yourself. Don't just keep it to yourself. Because you can forget it. There are dreams that I've seen, I'll tell it to my wife because I know I'll forget it. But she won't. And she you had this dream like, like two months back. Okay, ah, that's right. So God can warn you in dreams. God can speak to you something ahead of its coming to you in dreams. God can interfere with your life in dreams. Amen. But you have to be open for that. One. Two. Take things seriously. Take your dreams seriously. We had a, a session on dreams. Where is Pastor Sudhir? Ah. Yes, we had a, yes, and many people were blessed by that. I, I'm hearing, even today, I'm hearing people who are able to uh, see dreams, one, and also able to interpret dreams, little by little. So start somewhere. Take God seriously with regards to your dreams, and God will speak to you seriously through your dreams. Are you getting something here? Man.